just being there for us, even when we felt like we was all alone, you was there for us. We thank you, Lord, when we lost our loved ones, uh, we felt like it was all over, but you showed us that there were better days ahead. And so we appreciate that, and we thank you so much for the path uh, to get us there. And so, Lord, we ask you to open up our hearts today and let us receive your word so we can be a blessing in the kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Everybody said, better days are coming. Here's the thing that's uh, very challenging. Uh, uh, we have been dealing with some very difficult, difficult times in our life. And this is probably the most challenging time that any of us ever faced. I've watched many shows and movies and all this kind of stuff. And I never thought that this would ever happen uh, in America, uh, this pandemic. This pandemic has really knocked us uh, for a loop uh, in the sense that we've lost so many people. He said we lost more people during this pandemic that they lost in World War I, World War II, and the Vietnam War combined, all right? Uh, so this weapon right here is just a, a, a crazy weapon, but I want you to know that better days are coming. Uh, better days are coming, and in the midst of the drought, in the midst of the, the misfortunes, of the midst of uh, uh, all the things we lost, God is still on the throne, and he's taking good care of us. And so we have to know that. So regardless, whatever you lost, whatever happened, know that better days are coming, right? Uh, in St. John chapter 1 and verse 14, uh, it says that the word became flesh and then dwelt among us. That's important, Crystal, that the word became flesh. What God was saying was, let me get down here in the earth and really let them know that better days are coming, all right? Children of Israel was in a lot of stress, man. A lot of things were going on, JB. Uh, the Roman Empire, man, was, uh, was ramped up, man, and, and this, this new community uh, uh, was, was forming, and, and things were just in a, in a mess, and the people was nervous and scared and uh, didn't know what to do, and, you know, but God knew that better days was coming, and the only way that the better days were going to come God says, I got to come down in the earth myself and then let them know, man, that the better days are coming, right? And so if you talk to people back then, they would never, ever think that better days was coming. And if you talk to some of us, we said, man, it's not coming. But I was listening to the television the other day, and I was watching CNN, and they were talking about the unemployment and all the people that's receiving unemployment. And all this here, and, you know, you got, you got the Republicans, you have the Democrats, and some say you shouldn't, some say you should, and all this kind of stuff. But here's the thing, man. God has provided a way, man, to take care of us in difficult times. God has made a way to take care of us in difficult times. But I want you to know that better days are coming. So what you see now is only a glimpse of what's really going to happen, right? So, uh... I'm going to tell you about a story uh, that's in St. John, the third chapter, and we hear about it all the time. In that third chapter, uh, I was writing, uh, and he was writing about Jesus Christ and a conversation that he had with a young man where he was an older gentleman by the name of Nicodemus, right? Nicodemus was probably one of the third richest men in Jerusalem, very wealthy, not only that, he was a part of the Sanhedrin court, right? So he was like on the Supreme Court 
of the of, of Judaism. So and so he was a very brilliant man. He was also considered a Pharisee, right? So Nicodemus was doing pretty good for himself, right? He had the law working for him, man. He was a, uh, on the Sanhedrin court, man. He was a fair, he was a very very wealthy Tasha. So he didn't have to come to the credit union and borrow no money. He was loaning you money. Right, so so thing, things were going pretty good for Nicodemus, but Nicodemus had an encounter with the Spirit. Right, so it don't really tell us that, but you know what happened because we're gonna eavesdrop on this conversation, and it's gonna help you understand, man, that the better days is coming. Now, here's the thing that's important: as we understand better days, you have to understand the the, the watch this. The Word was made flesh. So God decided that he would come down in the earth as a human, right, and flip the world upside down, right? And he put a system in place called the kingdom of God that was going to change everything. Now, the beauty of the kingdom is it gets into the heart of men, and the whole thrust of it is loving people and caring for people and never hurting anyone. So the system that God was bringing, he said, let me come in and drop this government in, this new system that's going to change the world because better days are coming. Because they didn't think there was no hope. And they was always waiting on the Messiah to come to get them from under that heavy arm of the Roman Empire. And some of the people that were Jews really wanted to give him up under the arms of those Pharisees and those Sadducees and those religious community who were just as bad as the Roman Empire. You knew they were just as bad because when Jesus came on the scene, the first thing they talked about, him and John, called them a bunch of vipers and snakes, this religious community. So evidently what they were doing, man, was not in line with what God wanted. So God was letting them know that better days are coming. But listen to me. The better days is attached to Christ. Don't miss that. The reason why that's important, man, because people are trying to pull you away from it. And they're trying to get you, man, to work on your intellect and all that. But you got Abraham, who was extremely rich. What made Abraham have a great relationship with God was really his faith in God. So his faith made him righteous because he trusted God. You have to believe the God of the Bible. Now, listen to me, young people. It's important that you understand that, right? Because they're bombarding you with Everything You cannot turn on the television without seeing sin front and center. All right. All kind of stuff is happening on television in prime time. So you, you can't even go in the kitchen and cook. And you come back and your kids are seeing something, man. You, oh, my God, I don't want, you're trying to cover the baby's eyes. Because it's that bad and the media is pouring it in, right? The better days is the relationship with Christ. So let's see with John. Let's, let's eavesdrop on this conversation with John, and then we understand how it's important for us today. So in John, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation so people can really understand it. For the, for, for the King James people out there, read it in the King James Version. For the NIV, read it in the NIV. But I'm going to do the New Living Translation so I can kind of break it down. Here's what it says. There was a man uh, named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader, who was a Pharisee. So they identified who he was right away, and they let us know, man, that he was on the Sanhedrin court. He was a leader of the Pharisees, but he also, I want you to understand, he was a very wealthy man, right? Now, remember, the Jewish Sanhedrin court man did not care for Jesus at all. Their whole mission was to kill Jesus, 
right? That's their mission because he's coming in with this new religion, right, that's getting people, man, to pull away from them and upsetting their apple cart. But, but things, were, things were terrible, and God was saying, better days are coming, right? So then he had this conversation. So verse 2 says, after dark, one evening, he came to speak to Jesus. Now, remember that they fared, they didn't deal with Jesus unless it was on something else. But he came at night away from the other ones. Now, remember, they had to be having a conversation about this man because what he was doing was flipping the world upside down. His teaching was absolutely phenomenal. When he spoke, man, is that people were just mesmerized. And they're like, who is this man? So Nicodemus said, I need to have a conversation with him. So he snuck away at night to have this conversation with Jesus because he couldn't do it during the daytime because nobody cared for him in the religious community, right? So he came away at night. Here's what it says. He says, Rabbi, first thing he does is he recognizes Jesus as being one of the phenomenal teachers. Remember, he's only 30. He just showed up on the scene. He's 30 years old, and he is absolutely brilliant. He's a master teacher at 30, right? Now, the reason why that's important because I quoted St. John when I started. The word became flesh. Now, here is Jesus actually God's voice in the earth as a human. That's why you got to understand who you're dealing with when you're dealing with Jesus. When people say, no, I don't believe in Jesus. You got to realize he is the actual voice in human form of God himself. Right? So he's not anybody. Right? So, so he had this conversation. So he recognized him as a teacher, as a master teacher, because rabbis were master teachers. Right? He, says, he said to him, we all know we all know, all of us, even though we're tripping behind the scenes, we all know something. Here's what he said. That God has sent you to teach us, but they won't tell the people that. Right? So the religious community won't tell the people that. Right? And, and so what they know that God sent them. Nicodemus said, man, listen, I, we recognize who you are for real. Right? Nicodemus' heart was transformed. Right. And, and so then he goes on and says, uh, he says, your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. The things that you do, the way you heal people and deliver people and all these things, God has to be working through you. Right. Watch this here. The better days are coming. He's starting to heal people. It, that wasn't going on back then. Right? So, so, so the kingdom, JB, is front and center. Right? So God comes down in the earth, and what God says is, if you're sick, I want to heal you. If you're demon-possessed, I want to deliver you. Whatever your issue is, I come to help you. And I want you to know that the days are going to be better. I know you're not feeling good now, but I'm going to heal you. So everywhere he went, he healed. And he delivered, right? And he wanted to know that, that, that I'm not here to hurt you, right? I'm not really here to upset the apple cart. I'm really here, man, to usher in the God presence, right? So now, he goes into verse 3. Here's what he says. Then Jesus replies to him, because Nicodemus recognizes who he is. He says this, I tell you the truth. This is Jesus talking. Unless you are born again, 
Now, 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 this is important. He said, unless you are born again, you cannot see better days. But he said you won't see the kingdom of God, right? Because the kingdom of God is the better days. He said, listen, unless you are born again, unless you change the way you think, unless you change the way you believe and really have faith. Now, remember, they believed in God, but they did not believe in Jesus. You know that from reading St. John the 14th chapter at all your funerals. I know you believe in God, but believe also in me, right? So, and so now the power of it is that the better days is attached to the kingdom, right? Because the kingdom does so much more than what religion does. Because what religion does, it actually divides people. You know, if, you, if you're in this religion and you're over here, man, I don't want to associate with you and we want to argue and fight because you believe this and I believe this. That's our religious view. The kingdom is, it ain't, there is no religion because God is sovereign and everybody belongs to him, right? And, and, and if you want better days, he says, listen, attached to the kingdom and the kingdom is associated with righteousness. Everybody say righteousness. And faith. Remember that. Faith in God and walking in righteousness. Right? And so, so I, I want some better days to get better. Now listen, uh, Chris, a lot of people talk about it, and when they, when they really get in trouble here, and they really want something for real, that's when they call on the name Jesus in their private conversation. Listen, listen, Jesus, I, I, I need you like never before. You know, uh, come on, uh, will somebody pray for us? Let, let us all get together and pray, right? Now we're serious about it because we know something, right? Uh, if he come in, the days are going to be better. If Jesus steps in, things are going to be better, right? So if that's the case, then what does Satan want you to do? He wants you to get away from him and live contrary so your days won't be better. Right? So he's having this conversation with this brilliant man named Nicodemus. In verse 4, he says this, what do you mean? It's Nicodemus talking. Explain, Nicodemus. Exclaim, Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Right? Now, Nicodemus is very smart, but they was not spiritual, Derek. They were natural. They, they didn't have a spiritual mindset. They couldn't see it no other way. Right? And so he said, listen, how can it happen? I don't understand how it can happen. I don't know how I can, I, what you mean born again? I, how do I get back up in there and I'm old? Right? So then, uh, so then Jesus says this. All right? I assure you, no one, everybody said no one. No one, watch this, can have better days. This is what he says. All right? No one can enter the kingdom of God without born or water and the spirit. Remember that the kingdom of God is the better days. Is once you get the kingdom, then you got the better days, right? So you got to have this kingdom. You got to have a kingdom mindset. Now, here's the thing, Tasha. The kingdom is God's governing influence. The kingdom is I really turn my life over to God and he runs the show. That's what kingdom is. Because in a kingdom, the king rules, right? The question is, do you want to rule and have the days you have or do you want him to rule and have better days? 
right? So he tells Nicodemus this. Now, now watch. Then he says in verse 6, humans can reproduce only what? Human life. Now he let him know, he about to let him in on a secret that you don't have the power to change things yourself. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how much intellect you have. You got to turn it over to God. You got to turn it over to God. I don't care, I don't care how smart you are. You, you're pulling your hair out because you can't figure it out. You know the answer, but it just won't work. You, know the, you got the pieces of the puzzle, but you can't put them together. You wonder why they won't fit because you're trying to do it. And it's a spiritual thing. It's not a natural thing. It's a spiritual thing. That's why he's trying to tell him. So then he says this, right, in verse 7. So don't be surprised when I say to you, you must be born again. He said, I don't want you to be surprised that you got to have a transformation and you really got to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So much so that you will to change your life in line up with him. That's the kingdom, right? Now, it's important. So don't, don't miss this here because raise your hand if you want better days. All right? They don't come apart from the kingdom. You, you can't get them apart from Christ. I don't care what nobody tell you. You can, have, you can do anything you want to do. You cannot have better days apart from God. If God created you, right, then you got to be connected to him. Now, people say, well, listen, listen, I'm telling you, if you want better days, you can't disconnect from the person that created you. That's why Jesus was very explicit in the 15th chapter of John. He says, man, apart from me, you can't do nothing. Right? Now, what he was, remember, now, Jesus was God in the flesh. That's a hard concept for people to get. But you got to take it, you got to look at it as though the flesh is really the word. So God said, how do I speak to people in the word? So God said, I got to come down. So read all of the Gospels, and you get to see God working through Jesus. So every time Jesus talked, man, you're really talking to God, right? So God is saying these things, and he's making it happen. Everything happens through his word. That's why you got to know it. Okay, let's deal with it. All right now, so he said you got to be born again, all right? You must be born again. What he's saying is you got to do this thing again. Because now you're here and you're born of the flesh. That's fine. Now your mama brought you here, but you was born in sin with a crazy mindset. What you need is you got to really change your thinking by trusting in God. You can't trust in your money. You can't trust in your parents because they'll let you down. Your money will let you down. You risk today and broke tomorrow. It's just a matter of the stock market. And everything, the world flips upside down. You know, you think you live in large, all right? Imagine if you was, uh, I was riding through Flint the other day. Uh, we went down to Flint for the funeral. And I was riding, Flint is like a ghost town. At one time, man, the three big, the three uh, motor companies, man, had Flint booming. Now it's more abandoned houses than I ever seen before in my life. I thought I was in rural Mississippi. And I was riding through the city of Flint, right? And, and so it's, it's about God. It's about your spiritual walk. So Jesus is trying to flip the script and trying to get us to understand that 
I can do all things if I stay connected with him and the kingdom. All right. So now here's what he says in verse eight. Now, this is good. Everybody said real good. Now, I want you to hear this real good, for the, for, at least for the deep people, right? It says, the wind blows wherever it wants. Just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going, so you can't, everybody say can't, explain how people are born of the Spirit. I'm going to put a pin in it. And I'm coming back, but I'm, I'm going to talk about it just a little bit. Because some people, man, Chris, want to tell you whether you have the Holy Spirit or not. But they don't know. They can't tell how it's working. Because it works different in different people. If God wants the Spirit to work a certain way over here, it works differently in that person than it does in you. You can't tell me I got to have it your way. So, so he's telling you uh, that the spirit of God, and I know we've been taught a whole lot of stuff, JB, and we've been taught all this stuff, man, it sounds good in the Sunday school class and all that kind of stuff, man, but you really don't know for real, for real. Because some people, you think got the Holy Spirit, a cuss you out and your mama. Them the ones that say, supposed to be sanctified. Then you got the people who out there and they drunk as a skunk. And they're going to respect you to the, the pastor walk in, man, they hide their bottle. Because they have that much respect for God. So you don't know. Everybody say, I don't know. Right now, I don't know how to win. He said, you can't tell how the spirit works. Now watch. But you got to have it. The spirit got to work in you. He said, you got to get it. And the only way it works is you got to believe that who God is. Otherwise, he said, I can't live inside of you. He said, I won't work. He said, it'd be like electricity. You got the access to the power, Chris, but if you don't hit the switch, you don't get no power. So you can pay your light bill all you want. You're going to be in the dark until you turn on the switch. And he gave us access to it all. So he's telling Nicodemus, you got to change. He says, there, but the flipping of the switch is your lifestyle. You got to change it so you can activate it so I can work with you and for you. Right? He says in verse 9, how are these things possible, Nicodemus said, who's a very religious, brilliant, Pharisee, Sanhedrin leader. He says, how can this be? I, I, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. All right? You, you eavesdrop on this conversation. It's going to help you out, man, about the better days. Right? Then verse 10 says, Jesus replies, you are a respected Jewish teacher. I cannot believe this. You going around teaching the people about me, and you don't even know. Because your heart is not right. Right? He says, and yet you don't understand these things. You mean, Tim, you teaching, and you don't really understand the spirit of God? You don't really understand who I am? You don't even know who you're talking to? Right? Then he says in verse 11, I assure you, we tell you what we know and what we have seen, and yet you don't believe our testimony. He said, you don't believe it. He said, we're telling you, I'm telling you who I am. I'm telling you I'm the son of God. I'm telling you you got to be connected with me. I'm telling you, you gotta be, but you don't believe it. Then he says this, but if you don't believe me, and listen to Jesus, if you don't believe me, right, when I tell you about earthly things, 
How can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? He said, now, if you don't believe the things, earthly, he said, and there's no way I can talk to you spiritually because you don't even believe what I tell you about earthly things. How can you, get, how can you understand God without having God working in you? Right? And, and, and it's important, and he's telling Nicodemus, somewhere along the way, even though you know the word, because they knew the law, because they was master teachers of the law, some way you've been reading it uh, at Hawthorne, you've been reading it, right? He said, but you don't understand it because you're not really applying it right. Because I am the word. Because if you really understood, then the way you treat people would be different. The way you deal with people would be different. He said, you want these better days. He said, but they're coming. But you won't have them apart from me. All right, now, so then he goes on. He says this, no one has ever gone to heaven and returned. Now, some people say, I was in heaven, and I returned, and they sold a book, and you bought it. Somebody wrote a book and said, I was in heaven, I died, I went to heaven, and I saw, and you believed it. And they was on the TV shows and, and all this, and what people were doing was marketing them. And we so gullible, we just believe it. Yeah, they went to heaven, because what they said is true. Follow them home. And you wonder if they seen anything, because it didn't change them. Right? He said, because in reality, here's Jesus said, in reality, he says this, no one has ever gone to heaven and returned but the Son, but the Word of God. He said, but the Son, right? Uh, and he has come down from heaven. He came down. Why did he come? Why did he come down? Because he wanted you to have some better days. God wanted to reconcile humans back to him, and he knew the world was in a mess, and God wanted to break us and connect us back to him. So he said, the only way I can do it, because you're not listening to anybody else, you're not listening to the prophets and all them. He said, let me come down, and maybe I can convince you to reconnect, man, so you can really have the days you want. So then he says this, and as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on the pole in the wilderness, so the man must be lifted up. Then he says this, so that everyone, everybody say everyone, who believes in him will have what? He said, you're going to live forever. He said, you're going to live. Now, he's not talking about a physical like you all thinking because he's talking spiritual. He said, now, listen, as you lift me up, why is that important? Right? Why is that important? Because he's talking about now the rapture, not the rapture. He's talking about the resurrection now. He's about to tell you, man, the power of who he is. And then he says this. Now, watch what he says. I want you to hear it again. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake, that's what saved their life. If you go back and read it, all right, in the Old Testament, when they, when they was in trouble, Moses said, put the snake and raise him up and then look to him and you'll be healed. Jesus, listen. The only way that you're going to be delivered, the only way you're going to have better days, the only way things are going to work together, man, you got to turn your focus on me and what I can do for you. Right? He says it's important. Now, for those who don't want to do it, right, don't expect the better days. Now, here's the thing. He says, well, you know, I still have trouble. But with Christ, man, you can manage the trouble. 
man is born of a woman, Crystal is full of trouble. Right? So you know you're going to have them, right? But, but you can be blessed through them. Now why? So he gives you a peace that surpasses our understanding. Then he says this in verse 15. So that everyone who believes in him would have eternal life. That means you're going to have life after death. He said your spirit is going to be in good shape. And it's going to move on. Now this is a powerful thing. Eternal life. That means I'm going to live after I die. Then I'm going to make it. I'm going to be in this relationship with him on and on. Now, you got to read Revelation if you don't think it's going to be a new earth and a new heaven. So it's going to be something new. He said, and then you got to be in position, man, so you can continue to have better days. Now, watch. Now, here. Verse 16. Now, it's about, everybody said, about to get good, and I'm going to wrap this thing up. I promise you. Watch. Here's what he says. Our famous, our famous verse, but it's in New Living Translation. So I know you want to quote it, but you can't quote it. This is the King James. Right? So I'm going to do it in New Living, so he help you out. For this is how God loved the world. Now watch, watch the better days. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not what? Perish, but have what? Now you got to, in order for that to understand, for the people who don't really know who Jesus is, uh, whenever you sin, whenever you sin, there had to be a blood sacrifice. They had to kill some kind of animal on behalf of you. In the animal, your sin would be transferred to the animal. That's why they had all these sacrifices. So Jesus, they called him the Lamb of God because he came to take away the sin of the world. He came to give you power, watch this here, over your sin nature. Right? Once you understand the power of God and him over powering you and giving you full control over your sin nature, the better days is coming. Once I can get control of my sin nature, because my sin nature, man, destroys me. Paul said this way, whenever I desire to do good, evil is always present. So God wanted to come back and say, for there's therefore now, this is chapter 8 of Romans, therefore there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Those who really, and when he say in Christ, he says somebody who really embraced God and walking according to his way. He said, if you do that, then your better days is coming. Right? Now, so then, oh, let me go back. Right? Now, so then he says this, uh, verse 17. God sent his son into the world, not to what? Judge the world. He said, I'm not here to judge you, right? But to do what? I came to save you all so you can have better days. I didn't come to judge you. I'm not coming. The saints want to judge y'all. He said, that ain't what I come to do. I came to save you. I came so you can have better days. I came so I can tell you, man, this is the path out, man, by connecting with me. That's why everything about Jesus is good. Everything he did, man, was for your good. He said, I came to save you, man. I didn't come to tell you ain't no good and, and you're going to hell and uh, that's, that's the saints. That's not Jesus, man. J- Jesus didn't come. Jesus, I came to save you. I came in so you don't get strung out on drugs. He said, listen, and, and that path is a good path. Now, what, everybody, I don't care who they are. I don't care who they are. Anybody, now I, I can be wrong, so people on Facebook and all that, you can challenge me if you want, and then I'm going to have Chris Boyd uh, speak on kingdom members he have. He's going to answer all my questions on Facebook because he's he a little rougher than I am, right? 
I don't care who they are. Anybody that's in Christ Jesus is a new creature. Now watch this here. If you embrace Christ, as long as you stay in him, man, things are better. You don't even sin intentionally as long as you keep him as your focal point. People that's in the church and they drift, they drift because they walked away from Christ's teaching and they wanted to do what they wanted to do. And when they did what they wanted to do, they had hell to pay. Now, we turn back and blame it on God. Anything that happens in the world is because people, some people who call themselves saved and sanctified, they live contrary to, but they come to church as though they are. They call on Jesus, and they say, I'm under his leadership, but you know they're not by the way they live. Just because you said it don't mean it is. Right? And those people who embrace him, their days are better. There's nobody, man, that, that embraced Christ and don't get better. People say, oh, I'm not saying that you don't have some trouble because if you're human, you're going to have some trouble, right? But, but your life is better because of him, right? Now, so he said, I didn't come to jail. I came to save you. Here it is. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. Guys, I'm not judging that, right? But anyone who does not believe in him has already been what? Judged for not believing in God, the one and only son. Verse 19. And the judgment is based on the fact that God light, God, everybody said God's light, came into the world. Now here, I'm, I'm going to wrap this thing up right now. I'm done. I'm not even going to read the next verse. All right. I'm going to let you read verse 20. Now watch this here. And the judgment is based on this fact, Teresa. God light came into the world. But the people love darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. Now watch this here. They want the better days. God came to bring us better days, but people wanted the darkness more than the light. Right? So it's, it's like, it's like a, 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 a little hill. His dad said, listen, little I mean, listen, you can do this here. And I'm telling you, man, I played college ball, son. I know how to do it. He's all down here. I'm going to do what I want to do. Then all of a sudden, man, he don't get successful. Then he got, was it the reason why? Because daddy and mama didn't win. And I wanted to go to camp. And they went, no, you wouldn't do what you, you like the darkness more than you did light. So he tried to give you the light. You wouldn't listen to it. And you did what you wanted to do because you like darkness more than light. And because you like darkness more than light, Satan shows you the darkness and you like it. Because you know what's right. You know what you got to do. You know what you got to do. What is making you do opposite, man, when God says, listen, the better days is there if you live righteous. Quote, done. Matthew 6 and 30. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything else falls in line. He said, all these things will be added. This is what God said. God said, if you seek him first and his righteousness, now listen to me. What is righteous? What is righteous, Tyrese? Righteous, man, if your mama said go to the store, man, don't go to the bar. If she said take and go down the street, don't, don't go over to your girlfriend's house when she told you not to go. Well, I don't, you know, I'm going. Then you get over there, then something happens, and then you, mama, I need your help. That's because we like darkness more than we like light. 
So we know what's right, and then the better days, now what? The better days come when you do what's right. And you do what's right, and they do everything, they bend over back to make sure you got it. That's because God touched them. God is a spirit, and he works in the minds and hearts of people. So when you walk in righteousness, man, you in the light. And then, then watch this, they're going to do everything. They'll sell a car, they'll put their house up, they'll borrow money, they'll do whatever they can to make sure you get what you want because you're doing what's right. It's not them that's doing it. It's God giving you better days. Better days are coming, but they're not coming apart from Christ. We got to get people to understand that God's word came so we can understand it, so we can be born again. Everybody say born again. I got to believe it for real in my heart. Everybody stand to your feet. I got to believe it in my heart. Really believe it in my heart. I got to really believe it in my heart. I got to really believe God's word in my heart. I got to really believe it if I want better days. I got to believe it if I want better days. Let's bow our heads. Without anybody looking up. Maybe there's somebody out there. Give, D'Angelo, give, me, some, give me that song. Play that song. Play Better Days. Real soft, right? May, don't look soft when they send it to me. I'm like, ooh, Jesus, help, help, help us, Lord. Right? Now, so remember, man, we got to make commitment to God, not to kingdom embassy, because we're we not hurting y'all. So we weren't struggling with the offering came in. God was still good. So whatever it was, it was just enough, Right? But I'm asking you all to make sure you make a commitment to doing what you're supposed to do because it's between you and the Lord, all right? I don't try to trick anybody and do anything, but you got to give back to God as God gives to you, right? And if you give to him, man, God's going to always, always outdo you, right? So, but we can't do ministry apart from you. So please continue to support the ministry. You can give by Giveify. You can give online. You can write a check, all right? Uh, it's several different ways you can donate to the ministry. So we appreciate you all doing whatever you can. And I just want to thank you all for that. Let us all stand. I'm going to pray the prayer. I'm going to dismiss. You can give on your way out, online, whatever. I'm going to dismiss you all. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your blessed word today. Thank you for letting us know that the better days is connected to the kingdom, which is connected to Christ, which is connected to you. And, Lord, we ask you, continue to be with us and give us a heart and a passion and desire to continue to love you and show our love by loving others. As we leave this place, never your presence. Let your spirit Remind us who we are in you so as we interact with people, we can bless them by our presence, by showing the love of God to them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you all. Have a wonderful, awesome week. I'll see you guys at 12 o'clock noon for my noonday devotional.